welcome to another episode of Football Introspection. I am your host, Anati. And yeah, we have got so many episodes now that I'm starting to lose count of how many episodes we've done. And I'm so happy um, about that. <laughs> but yeah, um, today we're just going to be talking about some the recap of the weekend. Club football is back. And Senegal are Afcon champions. So yeah, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited for today's episode. I uh, love club football, and yeah, I, I, I don't know what else to say, so let's get into it. All right, let's get into the recap segment, and we're starting off in France today in some league of football, and just to go through some results, Marseille beat Angra 5-2, Arcadia Smilic scored a hat-trick, and yeah, uh, I remember a few years ago, Arcadia Smilic was probably looked as the next Lewandowski, not in terms of like being as good as a goal scorer as Leva is, but just Poland's next um big striker. Like they will be carrying on the goal scoring when Leva finally retires. But yeah, it seems like his career just went on a dip or a slowdown. Like after his spell now at Napoli, he's now alone at Marseille. He's Played thirteen games in league uh, and only scored four goals. So, yeah, it's been a little bit of a stall in terms of his um career. But maybe and hopefully he can recatch his form. Um, Monaco beat Lyon two 0 Remy, I think that's how you pronounce it. Beat Bordeaux five 0 and then Lille lost five one to PSG. That was the standout fixture of the. A weekend, <laughs> and it's it's so funny the Messi and Ronaldo debates. Now Messi fans are talking like, yeah, now Ronaldo fans can't talk about the one goal um agenda that they're having against Messi, but like he just has two goals, and if we're being honest, uh, Leo Messi should have more than two league goals in Liga at this point of the season. But yeah, that's um, just, yeah, it's funny how Messi fans and Ronaldo fans are always up for each other. And obviously, I am one of the two fans. And if I am to give a disclaimer for people who would like to know, I am a Ronaldo fan. So yeah, Ronaldo is my goat. So yeah, but it's, 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 it's funny. Okay, on to England. And in England, we had a full like fixture list of FA Cup fixtures as well as one game in the Premier League. The Premier League fixture was Burnley versus Watford, relegation six-pointer, uh, game ended no no. I honestly think the game, like in a six-pointer, a draw doesn't help you, a draw is, is nothing because those are points that you want to get, the extra, the three points is something you want to get. So, like... This is definitely going to be like a wrong opinion or and it's going to sound terribly wrong when I say it, but it's better off that you lose the game than you draw the game. That's how much I I would hate to draw a relegation six-pointer. But then again, you know, at the end of the season, that one point could be the difference between staying up and going down. So, yeah. Yeah, no, sorry. i just like to apologize. We had a random dog barking. I don't know. It's been biting me. Like, I've had to take a couple of takes to try and get it out, but... Yeah, I've just decided to close the windows and block it out and hopefully 
um, you won't be hearing any more sound from the dog because yeah it's okay but anyway let's move on to FA Cup um, results and just to mention the highlight results of this weekend Man United drew 1-1 with Borough and actually lost 8-7 on penalties to Middlesbrough uh, Cristiano Ronaldo missed a penalty earlier on in that game funny how talking about my goat and how my goat missed the penalty but it's all right man he's human still um yeah unfortunately for him he couldn't celebrate his birthday on a high note after getting knocked out of the fa cup and missing a penalty so yeah um unfortunate for him uh kidminster harris lost 2-1 to west ham kidminster non-league side uh played very well against um West Ham. I didn't watch the game, obviously, because they're playing same time as my boy Chelsea that won 2-1 against Plymouth um, after extra time as well. But yeah, that's besides the point. Um, West Ham had conceded the first goal in the first half to Kidminster. Then they equalized in the first minute of, minute of stoppage time to take the game into extra time. And then scored the winner in the first minute of stoppage time in the second half of the um extra time period so literally the goals that they um had scored west ham was 90 plus one and 120 plus one which is like real heartbreak for kidminster but yeah good 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 performance by them and then after the game the kidminster coaching um team had a beer with west ham's coaching department with west um with david Moyes and his um assistant coaches um Everton beat Brentford 4-1, so Lampard got his first victory in his first game for Everton. Wolves lost 1-0 to Norwich. That was the only, um, well, not the only, one of the other uh, all-Premier League matches. And then Liverpool beat Cardiff 3-1. Harvey Elliott is back since suffering an injury in September when he broke his ankle, which was a terrible um, leg break, actually, or ankle break, actually. But now, yeah, he's back and he's back on the score sheets from what I'm saying his first goal for Liverpool so yeah congratulations so I'm glad to see him back playing and Nottingham Forest beat Leicester 4-1 actually a very convincing victory um, by Nottingham they played very good football now they've knocked out Arsenal and Leicester from this current FA Cup so it seems like they're having the magical run this season and another magical result or yeah FA Cup magic was Bournemouth losing to Boreham Wood, who play in the National League. Um, they lost 1-0. Boreham Wood play in the National League, which is the first league under non-league football. So if they get promoted, they jump into League 2, which will be the fourth division of England, which is actually league football. So yeah, more magic from the FA Cup. All right, let's go on to Germany, and I just want to mention a few high-scoring games. Wolfsburg beat Greuther Firth 4-1, so that was like, yeah, one of the high-scoring games. And then Bayern played against Leipzig this weekend, and the game ended 3-2. Not surprising that there was a lot of goals. Both teams play an attacking brand of football, and yeah, so 3-2 score ended. And Dortmund lost 
5-2 to Leverkusen. Um, these matches have, over recent history, average five goals a game, the Dortmund and Leverkusen game. So, yeah, um, Dortmund have conceded less than only four teams in the league. So, essentially saying only four teams in the Bundesliga have conceded more goals than Dortmund and Dortmund sits in second in the league and you wonder why Bayern run away with the league season after season because Dortmund's defensive problems firstly is one thing the another thing is their inconsistency so yeah it's almost impossible to challenge for a league title if your defense has the ability to concede five goals in a game so yeah Dortmund need to share up their defense and then hopefully they can start thinking of um, competing for a league title. Alright, so let's get into Spain and I just want to talk about two games today. Um, Osasuna drew normal Sevilla and yeah, I didn't really watch the game. I just saw the end of the game, maybe the last 20 minutes or so. And the thing that I wanted to mention specifically was Rakitic receiving a penalty in the last minutes of the game and changing his penalty style. I don't understand when football players do that. I think if you have a certain penalty style, then stick to it. So if you're elegant, in terms of elegance, I mean like you're not going to put power, you're just going to place it in a roll into the back of the net. If that is the way that you take your penalties, then take your penalties like that because that's the reason why you're the team's penalty taker. Because when you step up, you take it a certain way and you put it in the back of the net. Whether you are blasting it or whether you are placing it, depending on which penalty style you use. They didn't put like you as a penalty taker if, let's say, you roll it into the back of the net. They didn't think that, you know, you're going to take your penalties by blasting them. No, they put you as a penalty taker because they know when you step up, you roll it into the back of the net good at what you're doing yeah so Rakitic changed it even in the way of his run-up I could see that his homeboy was going to blast it and not going to try and place it like he would normally do and yeah keeper saved it not saying if you change your style and decide to put power you might not score or you won't score but I just think stick to what you know if keeper saves it he saves it not everyone can go perfect with penalties it's very tough to be perfect in terms of penalty kick taken so yeah it's not terrible if you do miss a penalty and yeah let's move on next game was Barca and Atleti and Barca won the game 4-2 um the Chavi revolution seems like it could be on the way um his first signing Danny Alves got himself a goal and assist and a red card they call that the Brazilian hat-trick um yeah I just think um for Barca side of it I think their main aim this season should be to get a medal in the Europa League. I think they should win the Europa League and finish in the top four in the league. Um, I think that'll be a success of a season compared to what the season has been. Um, because I don't think a Ronald Koeman Barca side was going to win the Champions League, how much Champions League, Europa League even. So if they can win the Europa League and get a top four spot, then I think you can see that as a um, 
success. And um, I think that his Chavi's signings has been good because he's focused on offensive players where Barca have been lacking. So maybe with the more offensive players, they can start getting more goals in. And because the midfield is very solid, Frankie, Busquets, um, Pedri, Nico Gonzalez, and Gabi all as options. I think they they solid there. The problem is actually getting goals and now it's just to build for Chavi. It's now to win Europa League. I think the aim next season is to challenge, maybe get a quarterfinal spot in the Champions League, challenge for the league a bit, and then the following season properly challenge for the league. And then um yeah, the players are getting older and getting better. And then maybe that can be a beneficial for the team. Now on to Italy. Um yeah, again, just a couple of games I want to mention. Juve versus Hellas. Juve won the game 2-0. And the two debutants got a goal. Um, not surprising that Dusan Vlahovic got his goal. But maybe a bit more surprising that Dennis Zakaria got himself a debut goal. Um, I really like what Max is doing. I remember I really didn't rate Max. Um, after he took over with Conte's team and didn't win a Champions League or anything. Then I started to realize when I watched more Juve um, when Ronaldo joined and I saw how tough the league um, actually is to actually win the league. It's so tough. And then um, I actually started rating him because he firstly won the league um, on multiple occasions. He also won the league with um, what you call with AC Milan, um, the last league title they won. And then he won multiple leagues with Juventus and then he got them to a couple of Champions League finals. So yeah, I really like the job that he's doing now and I was so happy that he came back to Juve um, at the beginning of the season and he's fixed the defense and now he's trying to get the goals because now he was he's missing the goals that he would have had if Ronaldo stayed and Dusan Vlovic is coming with those goals so um, I do think that now they can be pushing for at least an unlikely semi-final berth in the Champions League. Could even be a final. It's, it's very much possible if they probably, let's say, they beat Villarreal. And then they maybe burst like a team like Man United or Atleti. And they go through against them. And then now they ride in high in confidence. And then sneak through against maybe a bigger side like a City or something like that or Madrid or something, and then they're in the final, and maybe they win, maybe they lose, but yeah, it's like a, I think the minimum is to make the quarterfinals, and then everything further than that is just a bonus, because he'll be building the team for future seasons, maybe two seasons from now, a Champions League um, run that would be more, um, what, realistic. But yeah, I really like what he's, he's been doing with, with Juve. And then the Derby Bella Madonnina played this weekend. And I think the commentator said it very well. The difference was the two goalkeepers, Samir Andanovic for Inter and Mike Mignon for AC Milan. AC Milan ended up winning the game 2-1 and were actually kept in the game by Mike Mignon in the first half with about three great saves that he pulled off. So... Um, Andanovic should have saved the second goal, but he didn't. And um, AC Milan ended up winning the game. And 
the last two defeats that Inter have suffered at home were against um, AC Milan. So, yeah. And the last defeat before this one was October 2020. So, yeah. Um, I think uh, Milan will be happy with that. They won points of Inter, even though Inter have a game in hand. And, um, yeah, they're keeping away from the chasing pack. And then the next thing that I loved about that game was Teo Hernandez gets a red card for something he doesn't really have to do. Probably could just pull back Denzel Dumfries, but he goes for the sliding challenge and takes him out. And then he gets a red card. And I fully believe that the AC Milan fan loved that because he took no risk of giving Inter a chance to get a late equalizer. So, yeah, um, that was that was a good a good game to watch. I love. Italian football for that reason, actually. But yeah, that was a, a great game to watch. And finally, AFCON. And the third place final, as they call it, or the bronze final, was between Burkina Faso and Cameroon. The game ended 3 3. Um, yeah, Burkina Faso were leading 3 0, and then Cameroon came back to get, make it 3 3. Um, Cameroon ended up winning the game 5 3. Vincent Tupabaka. Finished the tournament with eight goals and the top scorer. I believe he should have been player of the tournament, but that went to Sadio Mane. And um, yeah, then goalkeeper of the tournament went to Edwin Mendy. I guess it happened because he's probably got the most clean sheets, but there's a lot of talks for um, Italy's and England's Egypt's keeper, what Kabiski, to, to have won the um, keeper of the tournament. And that's because of his roads in the previous two penalty shootouts for Egypt but yeah anyway like Senegal won AFCON um congratulations to them they honestly should have done it within the 90 if we're being honest uh I don't know I think because they've never won AFCON before I think the, um, there was a lot of nerves on the players and I think that's why for example the Sadio Mane's penalty was terribly taken um yeah i don't know I, i'm just trying to come up with the reasoning for maybe why they didn't convert their chances because it's not like there were chances that they got the shot in and missed it was just like slow reactions and stuff like that for money specifically on a couple of occasions i think that probably comes because there's a lot going on in your mind and you're not fully focused and then you miss out so probably yes he missed the penalty then it's also that thing of like yeah that people haven't won this tournament ever. So now if you lose this tournament, what are they going to say about me or whatever, all that criticism and stuff that could happen. So maybe something like that was going, was going on in his head and even in the Senegalese players' heads as well in general. But um, yeah, congratulations to them. They ended up winning. Um, Edu Mendy actually saved a penalty, which was surprising because before the extra time, um, before penalty, sorry, I was telling my brother, I'm like, I think that Egypt have a chance of winning because of penalties. I didn't think that Egypt were going to win in regular time or normal play. I think Senegal were too good defensively, they're too strong. They weren't going to allow Egypt too many chances. And when they allowed them half chances, uh, I think they had a quality goalkeeper in the sticks and Edu Mendy did come up. Um, big when he had was or when he was called upon um, 
except for one corner when I don't know why he didn't catch the ball, he just went through his hands. But yeah, there's there was, there was that thought of mine and then but when we got into the penalty shootout, I wasn't worried for Senegal's sake. It, it felt like that they were gonna miss it. I wasn't sure if I mean they were gonna take it. I wasn't sure if Mendy was gonna save a penalty or if Egypt was just gonna miss penalties, like take them get them off targets. But um yeah, one was off target and then the other was saved by Edu and yeah, Senegal are champions of Africa. And then I saw a tweet um earlier this morning that said um Afcon champions must automatically give be given a place in the World Cup. I'm guessing they were talking about like meaning that also for all other confederations, so the Euro winners, um Copa America, um the Gold Cup and I'm not sure what it's called in um AFC in Asia. Um but yeah, I'm guessing that's what that person was saying. But then in terms of AFCON specifically, there's been two AFCONs since the previous World Cup. Algeria won in twenty nineteen in Egypt and now Senegal won twenty twenty two in Cameroon. So which of the two gets the place? Because it's unfair if Senegal get it. For so it's unfair for Algeria if Senegal get it, but it's unfair for Senegal if Algeria get it. So I'm definitely against that proposal. I think that Fcon is one thing and if you win your um continents trophy then you get a place for the confederations cup if you're still doing that you get a place in confederations cup and then world cup is something else where you have to qualify by yourself the only people that must be guaranteed a spot in the world cup are the hosts and the previous world cup winners otherwise everyone else must earn a place in the world cup all right so let's look forward to what's happening this coming midweek in terms of footballing action and in England there's some Premier League fixtures that have been played this um week. Um I think only the the highlight fixtures come on Thursday but we'll talk about that on Thursday and also the other games are just normal games. You can check them out. I'm not gonna really mention the games because they're not like highlight in terms of like special fixtures to watch. So we'll just talk about anything that happens on Thursday. Um, in Spain as well, it's some Copa del Rey action. They are playing semi-final um, games this week for the Copa del Rey. And then in France, it's a Coupe de France. There is some um, quarterfinal action in that competition. And in Italy, it's the Coupe d'Italia. That will be quarterfinal action as well. And there will be two games versus like City versus City games. So Milan versus Rome. So it will be AC Milan versus Lazio and Inter Milan versus Roma. So there's two games between two cities and we'll see who comes up trumps. I love it because um, it, it, it somehow ends up like this quite often where Milan versus Rome and I just love those those weekends even in Premier League they used to have um sometimes on the same weekend or even same day it was um Super Sunday it would be Manchester United versus Man City and Liverpool versus Everton so it's though those are amazing the Premier League action wise because now it's two city derbies but now in Italy it's two cities versus each other 
so yeah I, I, I love I love I love seeing this um, type of fixture list that happens but then as well that's happening this weekend or this midweek which is probably the most the biggest thing the biggest highlights of this um, week especially as a Chelsea fan is the Club World Cup um, it did start over the past week but now um, we're getting to the business end of it so the semi-finals Palmeiras versus Al Ahli um, that will be played on Tuesday so Pizzo Musumane and his boys um, will be taking on Palmeiras for Pizzo's sake he will be getting um, some of his key players back from the Egyptian national side question is are they going to be fit enough and fresh enough to play because they play on Tuesday and he just played on Sunday so I don't think they will be good enough to start at least so yeah it's a tough one for him and then we have Al Hilal versus Chelsea on um, Wednesday night or Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday evening for our time half past six both of the games played half past six central African time so um, yeah it's an interesting midweek for um, some football especially the cup competitions all right so onto the poll now and let's get into the questions um would you rather have a would you rather lose to a smaller team or a cup final this would be in cup competition the smaller team would be getting knocked out earlier on in the competition and it was a dead even split vote of five five smaller team cup final i think I'd rather lose a cup final. I just think the size of my club shouldn't be losing to a smaller team. I'd rather lose to a cup, losing a cup final, even though I know it hurts more. But yeah, I think um, that's what I would prefer than lose to like a team from League One or something like that. Um, yeah. Then the next question was history, a great history, a great present. Which one would you prefer? Um, most people voted for a great present i would say the history because a big club always remains a big club um in terms of england wise leeds is definitely a bigger club than man united it's hard to say they're a bigger club than chelsea because they have had both have had um they have a rivalry from at least dating back to at least 50 years ago so that's definitely part of the histories of both clubs if you go check the 1970s FA Cup final, and I just checked that 1970 FA Cup final, that game was classified as probably the dirtiest game in football. Um, it definitely probably ranks up there with more recently Netherlands and Portugal, I think was Euro 2002, I mean Euro 2004, not World Cup 2002, yeah, but just check those two games out, because apparently the Chelsea and Leeds game, if it got refed last year, um, or in 2020 when the leads came up there would have been 24 red cards if i'm not mistaken i just want to overshoot but something like that so yeah i would say great history um big club remains a big club but then the biggest rivalry game would the options were derby della madonina which is the milan derby or classico which is Real madrid barca liverpool united and classico which is bayern and dortmund the winner of this was El Clasico, got five votes. Liverpool United got two votes. Milan Derby got one vote. If I could change my vote, I would have actually put um, Derby Della Madonina after sinking in of the game, the passion on what happens in that game and how much I enjoy watching that game. Um, yeah, 
I think I would change to that. But you can't really argue with Bro Classic Bro because it is said that Bro Classic Bro is the third most viewed game in the history of football. It's the World Cup final, Champions League Cup, Champions League final, and then El Clasico. So you can't really yeah um disagree with that. But yeah, that's the end of the poll. Um, thanks for everyone who participated. And then stay tuned for the quiz again on Thursday. And we've come to the end of today's episode. Um, yeah, I really don't have another segment today to talk about. I just wanted to talk about some club football because I'm so happy that the football is back. So I couldn't um, prepare anything. Just wanted us to talk about club football. So yeah, that's why I gave quite a few opinions on quite a few games. Um, but yeah, I just want to give a couple of shout-outs and just remind you guys that we had our guest last week. Um, we're back now having me as the only speaker, so I hope my voice is not too annoying for you guys again after hearing different voices. But yeah, last week's last week Monday's episode, I had um, Kataka Mayobate on as a guest. And then on Thursday, I had two of my friends, Anafi Makubu and Akon Chabi, Man United and Man City fans. Um, so yeah, now it's back to me alone and then i'd like to thank everyone for um spreading the word about my podcast interacting with my um quizzes and polls with everything that i do in the podcast and um yeah to continue all the love and the support i really appreciate it and just a special shout out to um tina he um i literally seen him post um some more um spreading the word of my podcast so i'd like to give him a special mention but thanks to everyone else as well just i've seen tina literally do it so thank you to you uh, my boy shout out i love all the support from everyone and yeah man i'll see you guys again on thursday bye